Welcome to the Outer Rim News Podcast, episode 29 for the week of August 16th. Is today the 16th? Yep. <laughs> I hope it is, because we're not starting over if it isn't. <laughs> August 16th, 2016. Had a lot, a lot of Star Wars news going on last week. Uh, yeah. Brand new Rogue One trailer dropped. How about that? I actually, Austin? well, actually it... I got to watch it like when it aired on the Olympics, and um, uh-huh. I never watched the Olympics, so it actually got me to you know to witness history. In my, I mean, in my opinion, I was like, I got to see Michael Phelps win his fourth straight um, gold medal in swimming. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know what you would call that, but just swimming. <laughs> but yeah, uh, swimming. and I can't remember the other the girl's name. It was the black girl that that won for America. She she yeah. when they aired theirs next she like she didn't look like she was gonna win, and she pulled out a win right there at the end. And I thought that was really awesome. So, got to see all that. Then got to watch the premiere of the Rogue One trailer. Go America, go, go America. <laughs> yeah, about that. You know, for, for like a week or two weeks, NBC had been touting, "Oh, watch the Rogue One trailer during the Olympics Friday night." You know what? Luckily, I, I I had I DVR'd it because mm-hmm. I said you know I'm not gonna watch this thing live. I DVR'd it, and then uh, also the the Falcons were playing, mm-hmm. right? Wasn't it Thursday night? It was a Thursday night. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Thursday night. And uh, the Falcons were playing their first preseason game, so you know I'm watching the Falcons, man. Jeez, but you know after the second half started and you know they pull and then you got some rookies and scrubs and everything else people just trying to make the team play and i said okay i'm gonna flip it over here back and forth and uh i would flip it over to the olympics and i'd wait for a commercial and then you know nothing uh and you know and every now and then you'd be like stay tuned for the brand new rogue one trailer and about 10 o'clock still nothing right what time did that trailer actually hit? Like ten forty-five? It seemed. Yeah, like? I mean, it was late. That was the thing. Is it was it was really late when it. It had to have been like ten thirty, eleven o'clock, somewhere around there. Dude, I was so mad, so so <laughs> mad. It's like I, 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 you know, it was worth it was worth watching it, staying up and watching it, I guess. But you know, ten forty-five is past my bedtime. Right. Gee whiz. I'm yeah, it was crazy. Dude. I was I was surprised that they uh, they aired it that late. I thought I thought they'd probably like I thought yeah they'll probably hit it about nine o'clock. They'll they'll go ahead and air it, but uh, but yeah, no they they waited late. And I'm just surprised. I wonder whose decision that was to uh, choose the the Olympics for the you know for the reveal. You know, because I mean it's you know it was shown at uh, Celebration. I mean I'm sure that was the same one shown at Celebration. No, correct? it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. So they got no. another one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I just wonder why it just it took like they they waited out that long and why they chose the Olympics specifically. And two, two, you know, Disney doesn't own NBC; they own ABC. Right. Exactly. Why? Yeah, I don't. Why this doesn't make sense at all? Unless know? it was like a deal, they were like, "Hey, we can get you know, we can go international, and you know, we can hit a whole bunch of countries and stuff at one time, or something." I don't know what they were, what they were planning. I, I mean, I, I really don't know. Unless NBC was like, yo, we need something to get these Olympics ratings up. Uh, yeah. Yo, Disney, can we have Star Wars trailers? That's, that's true, too. <laughs> that, that probably that probably was it. <laughs> we'll, we'll pay you a bajillion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
because we'll I'm pay sure for the movie. That, we will pay for the movie if you will if you will let us air this. I mean, it doesn't matter that Michael Phelps was was you know swimming. You could have had skeet shooting, right? And people would have been turned in, turned <laughs> right. in to see Star Wars. You know, so I, it had to be. Or you know, I mean, obviously it's a ratings thing, but but still, why? Why NBC? Why not ABC? Why not Disney Channel? You know, something. I don't know. But uh, we also got uh, our little review of Aftermath Life Debt. Is that the official title? Or was it Star Wars Aftermath Life, Life Debt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Aftermath Life Debt. Okay, okay. And uh, just a, a couple other new news tidbits if we can get to them before the end of the show. So, uh, but let's continue on with our Rogue One trailer uh, dissection, if you will. Um, so, what did you? What were your thoughts of, of of the trailer? I mean, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, the just the I mean, the trailer itself was good, but like all the so far, like the cinematography and all the the effect shots, like all the ships, mm-hmm. you know, the the shot of the the shadow of the Death Star over the Star Destroyers, just, mm-hmm. oh my God, like that, that alone just gave me chills and was just, uh, made me happy. Like I couldn't, I can't wait to watch this. And then, you know, just, I don't know, just the tone of the, the trailer was really cool. And it felt like I was watching something that was truly like expanded universe, but in movie form, like it really was, you know, it's, it's to me, it felt like it was almost like a fanboy kind of thing where, you know, for somebody that's been reading the the extended, the extended, you know, the expanded canon universe, it's mm-hmm. uh, you know, you always in your mind, you just imagine like all the other stuff that happens and how it looks and all this kind of stuff, and then you actually get a movie that's pretty much like, you know, like an expanded universe novel, but it's a movie, and I, you know, you just you're not used to it, and it's so cool. Like, I don't know, I I dug the trailer. I thought it was great. Now, are there any scenes in there that just like totally stuck out at you that just like wow, that um, is gonna look so good? I, I know that, like I said, the like the Star Destroyer, and you see the shadow kind of, kind of revealing it, like it's pulling back and revealing bit by bit of the you know the Star Destroyer. Yeah, um, that was really cool. And then you know seeing the new uh, what the U wing is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, that yep. was really cool. Of, of course, you know I was like I cheered when. Um, I can't remember his name. Donnie Yen's character, mm-hmm. you know, when he's making his little speech about the force and he's, you know, kicking ass at the same time and oh, tearing yeah, up all the stormtroopers. I mean, yo, to me, yeah. that that was like that was I, like he. I already know he's going to be my favorite character in the movie. Yeah. Um, and then the, you know, um, um, what's the droid's name? I'm I'm still no, uh, I can't remember. Yeah, it, but but you know, like the the new droid, his you know. Alan Tudyk is, is of course, he sounds like, he's like, you know, you're a friend or something. He's like, therefore I won't kill you. And then walks away. I yeah. thought that was really cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just the, I don't know, the, the trailer was real good at kind of, I don't know, like establishing the tone of the movie. And then especially that one shot I remember that stood out to me was you see the, um, you see the new villain and the stormtroopers around him. And he kind of, you see his, you see him, like, I just love how he stands out. Because of that white yeah. uniform, you know, yeah. because we only really know of that kind of a uniform in the expanded universe. Like, you know, Grand Admiral Thrawn had had that kind of a uniform and stuff. So to really see it in the movie, it 
and, and just see it pop and you see the billowing cape and stuff. It's almost like, you know, he's the, the Darth Vader of this movie, but, um, and that um, white uniform also sort of gives uh legitimacy to, to Thrawn to me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I don't know, like there was, there was so much about that trailer. I mean, I need to go back through and just, I, I've only watched it maybe three or four times, <laughs> but I still haven't, I don't know. I still haven't like dissected everything because I just feel you like I haven't had a whole a lot Star of time. Wars fan. I know, man, it's, it's horrible. I'm no, I'm no fan at all. It's like, I should just <laughs> hang it up, <laughs> but, uh, but no, like I, I can't wait to see like some of the, the, you know, the new characters. I'm, I'm, I really, I'm, I can't wait to see more of, K, uh, his name is K2SO. That was the robot's name. Can't wait to yeah. see more of him. You know, obviously we've established in the trailer that Jen is, you know, she was of course the, like she, in her own mind, she's like a little rebel, you know, and there it's almost like they capture her, but I guess they're giving her a chance to kind of redeem herself and, and work for the rebellion to, to steal the plans. Yeah. And, well, um, you know, well, you know, that's what she does. Right, right. She, but I'm just saying, she like, she rebels. She rebels. You know, they use their a rebel. <laughs> she, they use a rebel to to further the rebel alliance. So it's like, so that's pretty cool. And I just like, I don't know. It, it's a cool way of kind of continuing this this thing where they're they're trying to make you know stronger female characters. So I thought she she looks like she's going to be really cool. And then you know you've got um um oh lord uh, Saw Gerrera. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker's yeah. character, like his his dialogue is real cool and ominous, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff. And it just, I don't know. There's so much there that that I don't know. That there was there was just a lot of eye candy, a lot of stuff that really got me jazzed up for the new movie. Yeah, I mean, what did you um, think? How did you feel? I, you know, I, I thought it was great. Every trailer gets me more and more excited about the film. Uh, I thought the coolest, the coolest image from the movies, I mean, from the trailer was the Death Star hovering above that planet, you know? Yeah, um, and you hear the alarms going off. Yeah, I mean, it's just something that we've kind of never seen before in a Star Wars movie, just Mm -hmm. to see it kind of floating along the top of the, you know, skirting along the top of that planet. And it looked really cool. Another one was where the uh, Death Star sort of, you know, went in front of the star. Mm -hmm. So it it created kind of an eclipse on that planet. Mm -hmm. That, you know, just imagine being on that planet, looking up and saying, oh, crap. Yeah, the world's about to end. <laughs> oh yeah, and they're and they're literally, about, you know, they're about to have their test. As I guess is what I gathered from the trailer. You know, they I guess they were using that. They were going to use that planet as a, you know as a testing ground or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's, yeah, it's crazy. But I mean, also I love the um, the rebel soldier firing the the I guess the rocket or you know the torpedo or yeah. whatever at the at the at the at at you know. I thought that yeah. was really cool. Like, cause it yeah. made me, it gave me flashbacks of uh, Battlefront. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm you see like, a lot of Battlefront in this. I yeah. mean, I do. I, you know, you can see a lot of a uh, a lot of Battlefront. Oh, and yeah, the X wings yeah. flying through that canyon and stuff like that. I was just that that. I mean, yeah. I I don't know. Like I said, this movie just looks like it's gonna be. Uh, were those X wings so or were or yeah? Were they, they were. The they had like the regular X wings that you saw like in a battle. Then you also saw them kind of flying through the canyon. Oh, you know? okay. I thought that was the U-wing. No, you do see the U-wing, but these were the X-wings. They because because at first you see one of them, like the one in the lead, had his S-folds, uh, you know, closed. Okay, and he opens them up, you know, as they're flying through. So that yeah, was. Well, really I, ba- cool. I bow to your vehicle knowledge because it was really know, cool. You you know more about that than I do. So yeah, I'm, I, I can't I wait to see more of the U-wing though. Like I, I really, I'm interested to see, you know, like it's. I guess the way, just the way it looks, the maneuverability, the weapons on it. I just like to see how it works. 
No, and you can't wait to buy it in uh, Hasbro form too. Every, huh? every form, like I probably have the big vehicle, the, the, the micro machines, the the Hot Wheels, whatever they put out. Did you did you check out the website? We put up a picture of the the Hasbro one. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. comes with uh, was it Nerf Diego? Darts. Diego's? Yeah, it comes with Cassian and mm-hmm. and what is it? Cassian Andos Andor, Andor, I think. Andor, Andor, yeah. yeah. But the, the Nerf Darts thing gets me. I'm yeah, like, really? Nerf yeah, darts? They're they're really they're. I mean, just like I mean, I haven't bought it yet. I mean, hopefully one day I will. Maybe I'll catch it on like clearance. But the Millennium Falcon, remember how it does the same thing? So it's weird how they're kind of melding yeah, all that really together. Trying to hype those Nerf darts. Yeah. <laughs> Nerf man, don't you get it? <laughs> Nerf. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, you know uh, the the most interesting character I think is going to be Saul Guerrero in that film. You yeah. Know, I, I'm just like mesmerized by him when he comes on, when he comes on screen, I'm like wanting to know more about him. Cause you don't see him, but you know, for just a few seconds there you, and you know, you get that, that cool uh, voiceover that he does in that second trailer, you know, what mm-hmm. will you do when they, whatever he said, what is it? What is he saying? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> what, what, what will you do when they, Attack or something? I can't remember. Jeez, I suck tonight. Can't I'm telling you, man, you should just give it up. Yeah, I guess so. But no, I mean his his character is is the one I'm most looking forward to seeing. Um, and then probably that K2SO. He he looks like he'll be. Not, I'm not gonna say funny, but he'll be the kind of the comic relief. I think, yeah, definitely. In the film. Definitely. <laughs> they probably even went back. Some of the reshoots was probably more of him to lighten it up a little bit. They're like, man, you know, <laughs> it's probably so dark. Like, let's give him some more jokes. No, oh, just joke oh, yeah. about him killing people. I was reading online that, you know, if you look at the the initial trailer and you look at this new trailer, there's a, a couple of scenes that are the same. One is when they're on the planet Jetta mm-hmm. and, they're, and the stormtroopers are walking. It looks like a couple of Rebel Alliance uh, X-wing fighter pilots mm-hmm. through yep. a crowd. In the first trailer, one of the pilots had you know kind of bloodied up looking face. Oh, okay. In this new trailer, the the blood's gone <laughs> from the face. We got to get rid of some so, of that blood. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's kids, so man. There's kids. Get that yeah. blood off his face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's what they're doing. I think they looked at at um, the Force Awakens. And they and they looked at the success, and it was probably a little more overwhelming than than what they thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that they said, "What we kind of, kind of, we we have to kind of, sort of keep the same tone a little bit, you know. Yes, we mm-hmm. want this to be a gritty battle movie, but at the same time, we want to uh, let the kids get into the theater because they're going to have a big portion of the tickets sold, you know." Right. So I think that's what they could be doing. Uh, now, now we, we've talked all glowingly about the about the trailer, but there there's a couple of negatives that that I want to point out too. And I know I mentioned this in the past, talking about when we first saw those AT ATs, or or I don't know that they're full AT ATs, but you know I was talking about the CGI kind of looked cruddy, okay, me, or looked off. I still see that same stuff. Not only in the ATATs, but in this trailer, you can really see it when that U-wing takes up takes off off the ground. The U-wing looks just totally fake, and the star destroyer this this hanging that's floating above that mountain. 
to me, I don't know what it is. And, and you know, it could be that that those are actual models and I'm just an idiot, but they look just not good to me. It See, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I guess, you know, I hate to, I hate to just like totally disagree with you, but I totally disagree. I don't know. Like in my opinion, they look great. Like the, like it actually does look to me like model work, especially the reveal, the star destroyer that had the, you know, the overcast from the death star. I guess when they were mm-hmm. kind of completing it, you see that no, when you pull no, back, no, that it really looks looked like, a model. like to me, that, that looked looks like, like model, model work. I mean, yeah. the other stuff is kind of like, you know, CG, but I don't know. I mean, everything I looked at, I mean, it looked pretty decent because it's still, I don't know, like it still looked like, Oh, it could be model work. And then uh, it's being, you know, but it's probably CG. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it looks pretty tight to me. I don't know. I, I don't see, I, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm not seeing what you're seeing there, but you know, yeah. everybody's got different eyes. Yeah, you will agree with me. <laughs> Never. You're not seeing me, but I'm waving my hand across the mic. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. But all in all, I think it was, it was a pretty cool trailer, and, and I was happy that uh, the StarWars.com's YouTube page put it up like five seconds after the trailer hit the you know the TV. Oh yeah, because I was all over it for a few more times watching it after you know when once it hit YouTube, and of course I went and grabbed the link real quick and put up a link on uh, outerrimnews dot com. I'll tell you, man, watching these trailers it makes me think back of like the um, the days of episodes one and two when you had to you go on the internet and you 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 could go to their websites and try to view like whatever trailer or TV spot they're putting out, but you had to like basically sit there because I remember that we you know at the time I had dial up or whatever. So you'd, you'd pull up the video and you'd have basically go to bed and wake up the next morning. And it'll be buffered enough that you could watch most of the trailer. And then you'd, you'd, <laughs> you would just sit there and go through every inch of it and learn everything. I just remember those times. And I'm like, man, people have it so lucky nowadays. <laughs> Dude, do you remember when the Phantom Menace, when that first trailer hit, you had to have freaking quick time. Mm-hmm. Because it wouldn't work with anything else. I mean, yeah, that's another like, thing. Yeah, all that the requirements and stuff. And QuickTime yeah. was QuickTime used to be like my best friend and my enemy at the same time because it was oh, always yeah. it was like a needy person. Like it just I'm like, hey, I just want to watch this trailer, but you need to download QuickTime Seven. You know, and you're just like, oh my god, yeah. I hate you. <laughs> now I got to spend and, another twenty four hours downloading you. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and dude, I I would you know I would sit there and download the trailers in in the web browser overnight, literally, mm-hmm. so I could sit there and watch them you know the next day when I got up. But when the Phantom Menace trailer hit, the initial hit, uh, I was at work, so I was lucky, you know, and and I got the quick download. But man, I mean, just words can't describe how I felt when that first trailer hit. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> That was just like, oh my god, that is some of the coolest things I've ever seen in my whole life. Oh yeah, I mean, I was the same way, especially when they, like, I actually watched the first trailer through, um, I think it was like Entertainment, Entertainment Tonight, I think had like the the exclusive or whatever, and they had like a big mm-hmm. preview for it, and I just remember like just jumping up and just running around like, this is gonna be great, ah, you know, because especially when you see the lightsaber battles and you're like, oh yeah. Like I'm so ready for this movie, <laughs> uh, and you saw and you saw those. Go- I mean, I, I remember like yesterday, man. You you see the the Lucasfilm logo, and then mm-hmm. it fades out, and then you see the smoke, and then those 
the um, Gungans coming out on those little beasts the that they ride out of the. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah, what is this? That's so cool. And I'm just like, oh man, Obi Wan, that's Obi Wan Kenobi. That's oh my god, that's Anakin. There's R two, and you know, you're just going off. I mean, I I don't know that that was not to make it make this into a episode one love fest, but um, I don't know. Like to me, you know, people can say what they want about the movie, but just that environment before, even before like it came out, just the hype was just man. That's some of the best times. I'm kind of glad we're back into that again. Well, let's um segue out of the movie talk for just a second. Let's I know that you just got finished reading uh Star Wars Aftermath Life Debt. Yep. yep. By Chuck uh Wendig. Chuck and I, Chucky Chuck. Chuck Chuck and and I just finished the audiobook uh probably last week sometime. Mm-hmm. Not not too long ago, 6 5 6 days ago. Yeah. Um so what are your thoughts on on this second entry as opposed to the first? I will say right off the bat, it's, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say leaps and bounds, but it is, it is a huge, to me, it was a huge improvement over the first book. Oh, I definitely Um, agree. It was, I mean, I didn't hate the first book and I read the first book again, right when I bought Life Debt, you know, just to kind of just go back through it and catch up again and read it. And, you know, I was able to sit through the first aftermath book within like two days and I finished it, but you know, it was a good quick paced book and, you know, it had its faults and everything, but I don't know with, when I run, when you get into life debt, you know, I just like, I like the progression, like where the characters are at because they're basically, you know, the, everyone from the first book is just now like a team that goes and hunts down, you know, Imperials and, you know, brings them to justice. You know, they try to, you know, they don't try to go out and kill them. They actually try to bring them, you know, and you know, arrest them and bring them back to the New Republic, you know, for sentencing mm-hmm. or whatever has to happen. And yeah. uh, so that was really cool because you you kind of get that that new team vibe. And but then like just just the story, I really enjoy like how it incorporates into everything that's going on, like you know, post Return of the Jedi, where the the Empire's kind of Basically, they're just scattered everywhere. I mean, they're still. It, they, I like how the book really kind of explains to you how, even though you know we we won. When I say we, the the rebellion, we've won. We've we've beat the the Imperials and destroyed the new the second Death Star. But there, it you know it never it didn't fix anything quite yet. I mean, we established the New Republic, but it's all these factions and all these you know pieces of or remnants of the Empire all scattered around. You know the most important one in this being that they're still occupying Kashyyyk. Um, I really dug how they kind of, they get into that where it's, it's just almost like the wild West, you know, kind mm-hmm. of anything goes. And then you, I, I love the story where, you know, it's basically Leia, you know, you find out cause you got that piece of what Han and Chewie were going to do in the first book. You know, they you know, they were going back to Kashyyyk to, to free Chewie's people and then come to find out something went wrong and, and Chewie got captured. And so Han's kind of, on the run and out there by himself and they've, you know, and Leia kind of under the table, you know, gets the, hires the the team to go and find him, you know? So it's kind of like at her, at their, she's at their mercy basically. Cause they're not supposed to be doing that. They're supposed to be doing official Republic business, but you know, they, they just, I like how it's like, especially Nora's character. I like how she's trying to, you know, cause she's putting 
back her relationship or putting the pieces together in her, her and her son's relationship and everything. But, you know, she still has that sense of duty and she's like, you know, I know what these people have done for us, so we should help them. And, you know, so they're, they're going to find Han and all that. I just really, I really enjoyed the, the story. I mean, I like how it, it was a, to me, it was a, a big improvement over the first story. And, um, you know, all the characters are great. You still have those awesome moments with like Mr. Bones <laughs> and, uh, you know, oh, Tim and, and, um, and the, 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 you know, the, the hot romance going on between, uh, Jazz and, and Jom was, yeah. was kind of like, it caught me off guard. I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah. But it was pretty funny. And I, and I really thought, uh, Singer's character really was, was really cool in this book. I mean, he was kind of like, I don't know. He just, he felt like he was just kind of lost and didn't really, didn't really know what to do. Didn't know what he, what he wanted to do. Um, mm-hmm. so I kind of, I kind of like that, how they kind of created, how Chuck created that, you know, but I don't know. I mean, I, you know, not to try to, you know, try to dissect every little piece of the book, but overall I thought, you know, the story was good. It was strong. I liked, you know, the, the action was really good in this book, you know, and I feel like he even kind of lightened up a little bit on his style because in the first book, it was a lot stronger. You could tell this was a completely different kind of, you know, author. He was kind of, you know, doing his own thing, had his own flavor, and uh, it was kind. Of, it felt kind of, kind of extreme in the first book. In this one, he he kind of scales it back a little bit. But um, yeah. But yeah, I just I just felt like overall this one this was a far superior book. Like it was it was kind of like he was getting it. He was getting his feet wet in the first book and trying to get comfortable in this universe. And then he really delivered with an with an excellent Star Wars novel this go around. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I do think that the writing was much much better in this book than it than it was in the past. Um, there yeah. wasn't as many interludes in this book too, which yeah. you know didn't take you out of the story, like the first one did. But now, what I don't understand still is why I have the interludes. You know, I understand that the this life debt story kind of came from an interlude out of the yeah. first book, but there were so many interludes in that first book. Are they going to continue telling the story with these characters through? Yeah. You know. Filling out the interludes. In, well, see, in, some in of them books. did. It, yeah, because it was like some, you know, like a few of them did, you know, like the Han interlude. And then you have like the the interlude on Jakku that kind of led into what, you know, kind of how this book ends. You know, you see those characters come back. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And then you have like the, I thought they were going to bring back the Alderaan uh, group, you know, the little fleet that, uh, that, I mean, I'm trying to remember, didn't Leia, Leia pretty much bought that for them, right? And and gave them like a small fleet. Yeah, I believe like the so. From Alderaan, you get that. So I thought that that was going to, I thought that, that was actually going to tie back in at near the end of the book, but maybe it'll, maybe it'll come back into play in the third book. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I see where there's some threads and then some, it was just kind of like random, which to me, it didn't bother me as much. It felt like it was almost like just, it was, it, I mean, it could, I, I see how it could take you out of the story and it kind of does, but at the same time, I'm like, it just feels like they're just giving you these moments, these kind of like, uh, you know, just these moments to step back and look at kind of like the state of the galaxy. So you get these little pieces here and there of how everybody's doing, how, how they're coping, what's happening on Tatooine, what's happening on Jakku, what's happening, you know, it, it was, it's kind of scattered, but at the same time, it feels like there's some, some of those he's he's creating threads that, that can, you know, connect into the other books. 
Um, yeah. But it's still, yeah, like you said, in, in the first one, there were a lot of them and it could take you out. This one, not as much. So maybe with this one, he's kind of, he's kind of focused them a, a little bit more. And maybe the, the ones you see in this book will directly tie into the final book. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still kind of confused. Like I, I, I'm still, you know, even though they, they have a big reveal at the end, I'm still confused over the, like the main villain. Like I, I love the fleet admiral, you know, Ray Sloan, right. like she's awesome in this oh, new okay. book. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I like how they've continued her character, but you know how the, she's basically being manipulated. They're, they're all being manipulated by this Rax. Um, what was his last name? He his was name like the secret. Rax. Huh? Yeah, his name's Gallius Rax. Gallius Rax, yeah. Um, basically, he's the one that's controlling all everything going on with the Empire, and uh, you know, plans that attack on uh, Chandrilla. And now, you know, he, the, they're having the big, uh, you know, not yeah, spoiler alert, you know, the big reveal at the end where this is, I guess, this is what all leads to the the battle over Jakku. Well, no, 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 no. See, th- this is where this book gets a little confusing. Mm-hmm. But the Battle of Jakku, remember, happened. Did it already happen? I believe it already happened. Okay. Because see, I felt like it was like, is this is this where the uh, like is this where the main battle over Jakku happens? Because it's pretty much. I mean, I don't know the, just the way they wrote it. Because that's what I had thought at first. I was like, well, didn't you know? Didn't the Battle of Jakku already happen? But at the end of this one, it was like. No, it's like it's the battles here now. So I don't know. Well, you know what? I, I take that back. I, I, the whole this whole time I've been thinking that this was going to be something else to do with Jakku. But if you and, and I'm 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 looking at this from that book by uh, Claudia Gray. What was it called? Lost Stars. Mm-hmm. Because you know the Battle of Jakku took place in that book. Right. Exactly. Well, but I guess their their, this, their version of it, or you know, like from their perspective, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I guess this could take place, you know, sometime in during the timeline of that book itself. Right. Well, that's I, what I. I, I that's at the end of that. it. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of it, that's what I. I was thinking too, because you know, like I, I was thinking the way you were. I was like, well, didn't it already happen? But then I was thinking maybe, maybe not. Like I need to go back and and reread that book, or at least kind of go back over that last part. But because I'm trying to remember, there may have been a, a little bit of a time jump there. But um, which there kind there kind of yeah. was because she was in in you know she was in command at that point. But uh, at the end of this book, you know, you had the superstar destroyer that comes out of hyperspace. Um, you know, then they the they see the ships over the planet, and then the bartender says, you know, uh, war has come to Jakku. So it's so I'm thinking that that's that's segueing into the the Battle of Jakku, and plus the if you look at the third book in the series, um, aftermath or uh, uh, Empire's End. You see, like the star destroyer on the front looks like it's crashing, so maybe that's like, or at least, or at uh, least looks like it's, it, it looks like it's, you know, it's in full battle. You see like flames and you see tie fighters on fire and stuff like that. So I'm thinking maybe that's like the star destroyer that's, or one of them that's going to crash to the surface. Because I'm hmm. thinking, I'm guessing the third book is all going to come to a head at Jakku. Um, yeah. So that's pretty cool. I mean, I, that's one thing I liked how he really pulled this trilogy together and, and, you know, cause we hadn't really seen a trilogy like this in a long time, you know, in the star Wars expanded universe. And so this is kind of like, I mean, this is the first major trilogy of the new Canon. So mm-hmm. I, I always get excited when they make book trilogies, <laughs> especially. And, 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 you know, I, I was too, I was getting confused too, because I was like, okay, bloodlines told the story of Leia and mm-hmm. how the resistance formed. Right. But, this was sort of leaning towards the forming of the resistance as well. And I'm, and, and I guess I'm, I shouldn't be looking at it as this book fits in 
between you know after this book and this book comes before that when they all could be taking place kind of during the same time right. frame just yeah. from different perspectives i i guess that's the way i need to start looking at some of these books because i was like this is just totally you know goes against bloodlines this is crap <laughs> well see bloodlines comes way later because bloodlines is like six years before force awakens so that's that's way after these um but but we, we, what you're talking about with Lost Stars, I think Lost Stars near the end comes back around and takes place around the time of of the aftermath trilogy, and that's where we see the Battle of Jakku from but their bloodline, perspective. I mean, Bloodlines is like the formation of the Resistance. Yeah, but it's six years and, before Force Awakens. Yeah, but this book sort of kind of indicates that this, or maybe it's just indicating this is where we're heading. Right. I mean, that's that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. These books are more of just like the like how the empire finally kind of completely fell. You know how it finally uh -huh. came to an end, and then from its ashes, I think that that's where they're going to start to you'll you'll see strands of where they're going to start to rebuild, and then later on in Bloodlines, you see that's where they start to get like the the you know the manpower and the weapons and stuff like that that's where you start seeing more of that coming into play but the aftermath trilogy is just more them you know this is just kind of like the end of the empire as it is yeah. from what i'm, okay. from what I'm okay. taking that from makes it. sense that makes yeah. sense um now what i'm really interested in in you know i don't usually get like oh i can't wait for the next book kind of thing but this one sort of left me on a ooh i can't wait for the next book kind of thing because <laughs> yeah with with the with the epilogue, you know, and the emperor's like, go and protect Jakku. Yeah, you see, know? that's that was the cool. I love that it had that reveal at the end because I'm just like, oh man. So, but it still leads me to think. I'm just like, well, what makes this, you know, what makes this Gallius Rack so so special, you know? And of course, we see that he's he's got a connection to the emperor, but you know, I, I just can't wait for that. I hope that all of that is kind of you know revealed and and discussed yeah. in the final book. And yeah, like you, I mean, it's I'm I, this really made me excited for the last book, and and I, I'm I'm happy that we don't have to wait as long because the next one comes out at the end of January, yeah, so it's yeah. not quite as long, not as far away. But um, and what is buried on Jakku? I mean, what could the emperor? You know, I I've been trying to rack my brain. What is out there that he would want to protect so so badly? Yeah, that's a good question. Um. um and keep it, you know, keep it kind of hidden. And 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 then, you know, a, a little rumor popped up, uh, or a little uh, speculation popped up online about who Ray was. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you if you saw that one, right? Um, but the new speculation is that she is like maybe the granddaughter of Palpatine. Hmm. Okay. Somehow. And 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 if you look at her fighting style, oh my god, dude. It's the freaking emperor. <laughs> if you go I mean, back and look at her in the in, in the Force Awakens, the very first jab she does with that lightsaber, Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. Um. And and apparently, uh, during that little flashback scene in the Force Awakens, she, the emperor says something during that whole scene. You can hear Palpatine's voice say something. Which I I'm gonna have to go back and and verify, but that's what the article was saying that you could hear his voice, and I'm like, oh my gosh, is so is what is on Jakku <laughs> right <It's so> special, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I it's yeah it's definitely it's a cool mystery. I can't wait to for them to reveal that, you know. Um, 
yeah, I, I don't know. But, but beyond that, I, you know, it's it's. I'm glad that there is something like they kind of they have something for us, you know, that that's going to be, I guess, sort yeah. of a big thing, like a big deal, a big reveal in the in the last book, and that's all. That's why I always love the last books. You always get like the the grand finale, you know. So it's so hopefully it pays off. Maybe it's nothing stupid or weak, you know. Maybe it's a an actual legit, you know, yeah. surprise worth waiting for, you know. Because um, you know, I, I, I was always thinking while I was reading this book. Okay, this general, I mean, this uh, Gallius Rax guy, is this Supreme Leader Snoke? You know, I just keep thinking that in my mind. But then, I don't know. Is as you're talking to me, it in the and how the books flow and stuff. I don't know that this is Snoke at all. This is just some. Poor, yeah, the the, know, the rumor invitation. I had read was that Snoke was. Um, possibly like I, I heard of you know like a or read a theory that it might be ezra from rebels but oh, um so awesome. yeah that would be so pretty awesome. cool so you never know that that could end up happening um but yeah I, the only thing is, is i know that snoke is you know of course we we he's got to be a force user of some kind or somebody that really understands the force yeah and that's the mystery with with gallius rax is you don't know because I mean, Palpatine was the same way. You're not supposed to really know whether or not this person has anything to do with, with the the Jedi or the Sith or the Force or anything like that. You know, because he could be playing everybody. But um, I don't know. I'm, it's it's you know. I hope that there's a big payoff. I hope it's you know it's a pretty cool reveal when they do pull back the curtain in the hopefully in the last book. Yeah. Um, and just the fact that they're you know they've they've had Sloan around you know throughout the expanded universe. That's pretty cool. Like I, you know, because I mean, she pretty much started way back in the uh, a new dawn book, you know, with the the beginnings of Rebels, you know, and then she shows up in one of the Kanan uh, comics, and now she's you know the one of the main baddies in in the aftermath trilogy. You know, it's pretty cool. I'd like to see her more. I, I, I mean, it would be awesome if we saw her in in the actual Rebels cartoon series, but um, she's a pretty cool character. I, I dig her. I don't know. Would she? Would she even be? She wouldn't be old enough, would she? Well, yeah. I mean, if if she was, she was the. Um, I mean, she pretty much was like a lieutenant, I think, in A New Dawn, and A New Dawn is the prequel right, to right. to yeah, Rebels. You're right, you're so right. I mean, she would at least. I mean, that's what I'm saying. She would at least be like. I, I can't remember at the end if she, because I don't think she became an admiral just yet. I mean, she was a lieutenant, I think, and maybe. I think she ranked up. I just can't remember exactly what rank she ended yeah. up with in the end of the right. new dawn, but she would be a ranking officer, you know, in the Imperial fleet. So it would make sense if they, if, if she showed up, I mean, that would, I, th- I just think that would be cool because I really, I'm really digging how the, the expanding universe now, like it really closely ties in with the other media, like the movies and the cartoons and, you know, and the, I, I just like how it really is all tied together because, because even though all the books in the original canon were considered canon, they still had some, they still had some distance. I mean, the authors kind yeah, of like, they yeah. had their, they banded together and had their own club and they, you know, they all pretty much worked with each other. And, and, you know, if one person created something in the canon, then the others would respect that and try to work around it, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's even to the case of like you were saying, your favorite book was, uh, Darth Plagueis, you know, James yeah. Lucino had to like tiptoe around so many other stories that were laid out around that time it, to the point where he even ties in like some of the stuff in uh, Cloak of Deception and he even tells like a, an alternate take, like basically Palpatine's 
uh, viewpoint of what happens at the end of that Darth Maul shadow hunter book, you know, um, just stuff like that. I mean, they have to kind of, you know, help each other out, but it never really tied in anything else. I mean, the games, the movies and stuff really didn't, you know, they may have borrowed a few things from the expanded universe, but they never really directly tied in as much. They were kind of their own entity. But now that you have this whole new canon, man, I, that's that's one reason. I mean, some people may be bummed about the whole thing and will never forgive Lucasfilm for kind of rebooting everything. I, f- I find that, you know, you just kind of had to, they had to do that, you know, if they were going to ha- try to have any kind of wiggle room to really tell the official story the way they, they wanted it to be told. You know, so I'm, oh, yeah. you know, it just makes me excited because you know I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, we we know what happens thirty years after Return of the Jedi, but in between, there's so much stuff that could happen to lead up because there's there's so many unanswered questions in Force Awakens. We don't we don't know exactly how we got there, and that's that's really cool. And I like how yeah. aftermath kind of begins to tell that story. Oh yeah, um, you know, I I I, I like that we got to see in life did that uh timon is really snap wexley yeah and you know what's funny is when i first read aftermath the first book i, I did not seem to latch onto that too much like i just didn't think about it and then mm-hmm. when before you know when i bought the second book and i was you know just starting to to read the first book again you know before before i started the second i'm like wait a minute this is in this snap and then i you know i had to i had to pull out the visual dictionary i had and then you know and and just kind of look at all that and i'm like wait that's it's freaking snap and then you then when i read aftermath life debt it tells you yeah wedge and, and it's cool that wedge gave him that <laughs> that nickname um, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, and and that's another thing too. I loved about uh, Life Debt was how they really because Wedge was. I was so happy when they brought his character and made him an important part of the first book, but he still wasn't in it a whole lot. He was more of just like the, you know, what he, he was. Kind of, he was sort of the MacGuffin of the whole book. You know, he was yeah, that person they was. were out to, to save. You know, and this one I like how he's still incorporated into the story, and he's you know he even you know because he's fallen for Nora and. uh you know, and I, I love that whole dynamic. I'm like, look at Wedge. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got a feeling he won't make it past the third one. You think he, they're going to kill him off? I think they're going to kill him off. To be I honest. hope not. They they might, but I hope not. You know, it, it would suck because I, you know, I'm one of those people that, I mean, I love Wedge and, you know, Wedge was there all the way through to the end, pretty much the end in the original canon. It would suck to to take him out that quick in this one. Well, you can thank you can thank the actor for that. Yeah, I know. Old Uncle uh Dennis, what's his name? Yeah, Dennis, Dennis Lawson. Lawson, yeah. yeah. Uncle Dennis. Yeah, what old yeah. fart. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I just I mean the way the story's flowing, I think Timon is is kind of looking at him as a as a father figure now, you know, and Nora after what her husband did. Yeah. She's probably going to start going towards wedge some more. And then you can just see it breaking all up with his death during the next move, the next book. And then she hooks back up with, with her husband. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Unless, unless she ends up dying and wedge, wedge is kind of like bummed out about it and yeah, Yeah, kind of does his own thing. But uh, I'll tell you this one thing. I, I was kind of this is one thing that made me sad about the new book was after the big attack on uh, Chandrilla, um, uh, we find out that some people didn't make it, and I think one of them they said that was not accounted for was uh, our dear friend and oh, and uh, you know fellow fellow officer 
uh, Christopher Maydean. I think he, oh, <laughs> I think God. he bit the dust in there. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't think they ever officially say he's dead, but they, I do think they say that him and some other people were presumed dead. They, they, they weren't accounted for. And I'm like, not yep. Christopher. <laughs> he, he took a, he took a chest shot for the oh, team. Oh no. Uh, dude, I actually was sitting there, uh, after I heard, you know, I'm, I'm listening to it, the audio book, and I was like, uh-oh, I got to remember this. I got to bring Christopher <laughs> up in the podcast. <laughs> Christopher's dead. No. We need to put that on the page, on the on the webpage. Like, spoiler alert, <laughs> rest in peace, Christopher <laughs> Mady. <laughs> you know, it, it, it just seems, you know, he could use that baton he has to, like, block, you know, shots coming at him. But I don't know. Or you would All think right. he'd be wearing some bulletproof or some, some flak jackets, you know, or something like that if you're going to be around the the chancellor you know because <laughs> you know yeah, she's really. gonna take bullets really um I, you know the un, the other part of the book that i really like was of course uh bones man he has got to be the coolest character to come out of these books yeah yeah he was and he I, made an impact on me in the first one so he definitely yeah he's he was even better in this book and I hope that they, that Hasbro makes a figure. I really yeah. hope Hasbro. Comes yeah, that will be awesome. They that's the thing is that that will be cool. You know, they were to do that with the toy line as they were to start making some figures of these these uh, people in the books. That would be really cool because I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind having like a figure from the team. You know, so you at least kind of have an idea of what they look like. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that would be really cool. But definitely, I would. If anything, I would love to just have a Mister Bones figure. That would be one oh, yeah. I'd buy a Black Series figure of. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, um, when you read the books, uh, you know, you automatically start picturing people in your head. And, of course, existing characters, you probably picture, like Wedge, you probably picture Dennis Lawson as Wedge. Mm-hmm. Or or Leia, you know, Carrie Fisher. But somebody like uh, Sinjur, who, mm-hmm. who do you... Who do you picture? You know, he was actually easy. I, when I read his stuff and, and just when I picture him, I think of... Um, of um oh and of course i'm gonna have a brain fart now but captain jack he was the guy who played captain jack in uh in doctor who his name is john harriman um he's awesome he's you know and and plus i think it kind of helps too because the singer's character in the book is you know he's a gay man um but you know he's kind of got that that flair about him you know he's still you know he's a cocky kind of guy but you know he kind of can I don't know. He's kind of got elements of, of, you know, like especially people like Han Solo and, and things like that with his character. Um, and if you, if you've, I don't know if you've watched Doctor Who before or ever seen, um, John Harriman, cause he also plays, well, you, yeah, you know him cause he plays, um, uh, I'm talking about dude off of Arrow. Arrow? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so if you watch his character in in Arrow, it would be a little bit more difficult because, you know, he's a different, a totally different character in that. But if you watch his character in Doctor Who, he played, you know, the fan, you know, a beloved character by the fans named Captain Jack. And uh, he's like a time traveling, you know, kind of like, you know, Captain Smuggler kind of guy. He was kind of like a, you know, like a flamboyant Han Solo in that in that show, and he was so awesome. So every time I see when I'm reading Singer's character, I really see uh, John Harriman playing him. Nora, wow. um, I'm trying to think. Nora would definitely have to be somebody like. Just trying to think of any, you know, some of our new, our newer people. I could definitely see somebody like you know Julian Moore, or. Um, you know, I try to think of like an like older, you know, strong ladies. You know, like like Jodie Foster, you know, Julianne Moore, 
you know, people like that. Yeah. I kind of see her in that character. Um, I mean, with Tim and I, I just pretty much, <laughs> I take, um, um, Greg Grunberg, Greg yeah. Grunberg, <laughs> little Greg, and just Greg, like yeah. I just think of how like if I was to CGI him, you know, and de-age him to like <laughs> a teenager, it looks mm. funny. But I'm just like that's pretty much how I picture him. Um, but yeah, beyond that, I, I I'm not really I don't really have an image. I still couldn't really picture uh, John Burrell too much. Like I don't know. I, I for whatever reason I can't get a solid image in my head of like who may would play him. Nor would I. I really wouldn't know who would play um, um, Jazz Amari Mary or Mari. How do you say her name? Well, she's alien, so I, I, you know it could be anybody for for her. To yeah, meet. like I mean, I'm thinking if anything, you know, I would probably just off the top of my head, I would throw in um, what's her name, Karen Gillum, that played. You know, because she played in the oh, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Guardians she's kind of, of Galaxy. Yeah. she's kind of an up and comer who also came from Doctor Who. Um, yeah. She, yeah, I could see her taking over that role as well because just just from you know the her character in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. When I when I when I picture Sinjir, I picture Stephen Fry. You know him? Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Like V for Vendetta and Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And I don't know if it's because of the way they get the the guy who's reading to me. Um, you know, he 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 sounds kind of sorta like Stephen Fry. Oh, okay. So and, and I just in a picture kind of a not not a chubby guy but you know a little overweight you know singer mm-hmm. um so i just for some reason i picture stephen fry when i when i think about chom i think about a like a younger john wayne for some reason i don't know why it's just yeah it, it's it makes crazy. sense i mean it, um i just couldn't I'm, i don't know i'd have to sit on that one and think about who would be who would play a, a good like who would be a good actor for that role yeah but uh, yeah, um, it's funny what what we come up with when we when we sit there and we think about these characters in our head and and who would play them in a in a live action movie. And of course, I know this sounds bad, but Ray Sloan. Of course, every time I'm reading her character, I'm thinking of uh, of um, uh, oh Lord, Viola Davis. <laughs> you know, like from Suicide really? Squad and all that. Yeah, I definitely see her in that role because mm-hmm. I mean she's a badass man. Like she's a, and she's. You know, Imperial, you know, and plus she's supposed to be a little bit older. Uh, yeah, I definitely yeah. see her in that role. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can see that. I can see that most definitely, most definitely. Um, but but you know, overall, I I say Life Debt um is a much 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 better book. Yep. Than the first Aftermath book. Yep. Um, I think he he took the criticism that people probably, you know, splattered all over the internet about the book, and he changed up his writing style a little bit. And uh, there wasn't as many interludes, so it didn't take you out of the book as much. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I think it's like a the story did a 180 with this book. And I really enjoyed this book more so than I did the last book. So, yeah, and, and he got me excited for the next one. Yeah. And, you know, if you can get me excited for the next one coming up, uh, I think you did a, a really good job. Yeah, and I, really I think that's job. kind of the, from what I'm seeing online, I've seen reviews that, kind of reflect that that people think that this was a definitely an improvement over the first book mm-hmm. um a little more uh, just a, a little tidbit of news before we head out for the for the night uh it seems lucasfilm is trying to cast a young lando to go alongside their uh young han solo ah, i and assumed that they were going to do that who, who they yeah, got in mind 
according to the rap, uh, Donald Glover is in the lead right now. What? Childish Gambino. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm assuming that's a Donald Glover reference, right? Yes. <laughs> and, and, okay. To be honest, I, I don't know who Donald Glover is. I've heard the name. I've heard the name, and I heard you know he was associated with a Spider-Man film a while mm-hmm. back. And actually, I think he might even be in this new Spider-Man film. Um, but other than that, I, you know, I really don't. D- does he semi look like Lando? Definitely. Yeah. I mean that that makes a hundred percent sense. I guess you thought that sounds bad, but uh, I mean it definitely makes sense. I mean, I, I definitely could see him playing a uh like a young billy d williams because i mean he's he's just got such a huge range the guy he the way i knew about him first was through this show called community on nbc Mm -hmm. and he Mm -hmm. played troy and he was you know of course he was a great character but it was that was more of a a, you know comedy show so he was he was really funny and goofy in that but and he also came from a comedy troupe but then he had this alter he has this alter ego um, I mean, I guess you'd say alter ego. I mean, it's just like his his other thing he does, which is he raps. He's a he's a big time rapper now named uh, Childish Gambino, and oh, really? uh, yeah, and it's really good. I mean, he's huge. He's really big, and um, and so he's got a successful rap career. But now he's about to he he did this show for FX that's supposed to be coming out soon called Atlanta, and it's mm-hmm. about like a guy and his brother I think that are trying to get into the rap business or whatever. So you kind of see. That's so sort of it's supposed to be like all around like it's you know supposed to have some comedy to it, but also a lot of drama and stuff like that. You know, kind of you know sort of like a show reflecting real life. Um, I know that was like a passion project of his, and he's actually from Georgia. He's from Stone Mountain, Georgia. So you oh, know, really? so that's going to be yeah. So he's you know that's that was I, I he has a lot of connections in Atlanta and stuff, and he also I think he got his start too. He was a writer for uh, Thirty Rock. You know, he oh, okay. he accomplished a lot in his own little time because he's not even, I think he's my age, you know, I'm 30. So he's, he's 30 or 31. He's not too much. He, he can't be, he's either my age or just maybe a year or two older than me, but he's accomplished a lot just in his little time of, you know, a little bit of career. I mean, he's, I would say he's been going for about close to 10 years, you know, probably mm-hmm. starting out writing and then do, doing the comedy and getting the show and do, you know his rap career, getting that off the ground and everything. But yeah, if they hire him, if, if he's interested, I mean, I, I don't really know how to take him at times because he seems to, especially here lately, he's been trying to be a little bit more serious with his career. So I don't know yeah. if he would do. It. I mean, I know that he was he was interested in doing Spider Man back in the day. I mean, did, did you ever hear about that news back when they were doing um, the Amazing Spider Man? Well, yeah, was it when? Uh they were the the ultimate Spider-Man stuff and mm-hmm. and Spider-Man and they made Spider-Man black and then yeah that was that the was comics. the big thing yeah and people yeah, were talking the about they wanted him to yeah. play Spider-Man so that was that was him and uh, and he was like you know whatever he's like I'd be down for doing it it wasn't like a big deal he just was like you know he was saying that he wouldn't turn it down but um, it, that got a lot of traction but now he's going to be in the new Spider-Man I think Homecoming in the new movie so that's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you know, just just from seeing his acting chops and just his just his persona, just the way he is, I could definitely see him playing a young Lando Calrissian. Sweet. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for this week. Uh, Star Wars fans, don't forget uh, Star Wars Poe Dameron number five comes out this week. Right, when I go check that one out at your local comic book shop, and uh, pre-orders just went up for uh, General Jots. First order flame fuser mini bust. 
So go ahead and snag that one, but it's going to cost you a cool 120. Woo! Disney started to rise in price. Thanks, General Giant. Must be that Lucasfilm license call. <laughs> Alright, man. Well, uh, it was good chatting with you this week. And, uh, may the force be with you, Austin. Yeah, with you too. Later. Thanks so much for listening to our show this week. If you want to follow us online, you can do so by visiting us on the web at www.outerrimnews.com. We're on Twitter at Outer Rim News, and we're on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Outer News. If you want to leave a review or subscribe to us on iTunes, we would love to see that. And finally, this podcast is not endorsed or supported by Disney or Lucasfilm. It is intended for entertainment purposes only. The fantastic Star Wars rock music used for the show is courtesy of Husky by the Geek. You can find him on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. Star Wars, names, and sounds are all copyright and registered trademarks of Disney and their respective copyright holders. 